1973, a small company named Argamel Innovations tried to get into the robotics gold rush. It was the first American company to attempt to go against the Japanese and Korean corporations without any assistance from the government. Its founder, Reggie Argamel, famously declared that American wit and resilience would win. Argamel Innovations closed in 1978. What Argamel left behind, though, was infrastructure. Infrastructure that benefited the burgeoning robotics community. In fact, it was many of these infrastructure pieces that attracted Sunmu systems to the area in the first place. One of the lesser-known infrastructure changes in Karen Cove was the addition of a three-mile loop of train track built to take broken pieces to an Argamel Innovation junkyard. Well, lesser-known except for Goldie, who knew about it. And she knew who had taken it over. Are you sure this bumpy guy is trustworthy? Of course he's not trustworthy. That's why we're going to see him. A trustworthy person doesn't sell robotics parts to middle schoolers. Well, what if he tries to hurt us? Or steal bear? I mean, I guess he could kidnap and kill us. But someone would miss you when you weren't home for dinner, and the cops would find him pretty quick. Of course, we'll be dead, but at least justice will be served. Uh, uh, uh. My point is that he's not going to do anything because he's not a serial killer and there isn't a reason to hurt us. Tell us to get out of his junkyard, maybe, but not hurt us. Besides, we have a military-grade robotic bear on our side. Right, bear? Acknowledged. No harm will come to you. Sherman had worried that getting bear onto the empty train would get them caught, but bear's abilities continued to marvel. He had to weigh several tons, yet he moved with an incredible grace and precision. Instead of crashing onto the train, it was more like a person getting onto a skateboard. Goldie laid back on Bear and watched the trees pass by. Bumpy's place is, uh, interesting. His name isn't Bumpy, it's Humpty. Humpty's Dumpty was definitely a dump. Goldilocks usually came during the summer and spring when the yard of discarded parts looked like a jungle of iron and wires. Now, with a layer of snow over the junk, it almost looked beautiful. Humpty specialized in robotics components. He would go through the pieces, see if there was anything usable, and resell them to hobbyists. He scrapped the rest. Or at least, he was supposed to. Goldilocks didn't understand why there was so much stuff laying around all the time. Humpty was the only one that worked there, so maybe it was just too much work. Or maybe he was just lazy. Humpty had a single shack in the center of the dump that was both his house and his office. A rusted sign with red letters stating Humpty's Dumpty hung lopsided over the door. A steady stream of smoke rose out of a bent metal chimney. It smelled like bacon and cigarette smoke. The plan was for Bear to exit on the opposite side of the train and hide in the tree line. Goldie and Sherman would get the helmet. You okay? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I'm nervous. Me too. Julie was always the one who did the talking. Yeah, you're a good liar. Quite true. Let's hope it holds up. She reached out and took his gloved hand. Let's go. 
Goldie and Sherman pounded on the door. It squeaked open. Humpty was a rotund man with a big round body and a shiny bald head. His face was too small for his skull. He wore leather overalls with tools and robotics pieces dangling from it. It looked like a rejected steampunk cosplay. Who dat? It's snowing out here. What you want, little girl? Humpty, it's me, Goldilocks. Just here to do a little business. What? Let me get my goggles on. Oh, there you are, Goldilocks. Now I can see you now. Good to see you. Always willing to take whatever missing Sunwoo tech you have on your hands. This worried Goldilocks because she didn't actually have Sunwoo tech to give. She certainly wasn't going to give up Bear. I'm actually not selling today, Humpty. I'm here to buy. Well, ain't that a change of pace. As you know, Humpty's Dumpty has a treasure trove of forgotten delights. I just need an interface helmet. You know, the kind they use for superbike racing? You got any of those? Goldilocks was playing dumb. She knew for a fact Humpty had it. There was a superbike crash reported in the newspaper two days ago, and if anyone got the haul for those parts, it would be Humpty. The police generally didn't understand how valuable those parts were, and Humpty was all too willing to bribe them. Think I have one? Let me get it for you. Humpty went back inside to get the helmet. Goldie could see that Herman looked super uncomfortable, but he didn't want to talk. Humpty came back with the helmet. Goldie made sure it fit, and Sherman looked over the technical stuff. Seems okay to me. Great, we'll take it. How much? That greatly depends on what you got for trade. Nothing, really. Uh, hoping to pay cash for it? Well, then I will let it go for about a thousand. What? A thousand? That's way overpriced. I could make one for half that cost. Well, then why don't you, you little brat? This one's been modified for illegal street racing, and I took all the tracking information off of it, so it's worth every dollar. Now, if you don't have a thousand, either give me a compelling counter offer or scram. Goldie, what do I do? It's okay, Sherman. I was expecting this. You were? Yep, I have a plan. What is it? Run! As Goldilocks and Sherman ran headlong toward the tree line, scrambling to avoid hitting junkyard dangers beneath the snow, Humpty did not pursue. In fact, he laughed. Loudly. <laughs> I've been waiting for a chance to test this out. Now you've given me a reason. The ground rumbled and shook. Sherman and Goldie lost their balance and tumbled to the ground. Goldie spun around to see what the heck was going on behind her. Humperty's shack was rising out of the ground. Pieces of junk started to fly out from beneath the snow and inexplicably attached itself to the side of the shack. Piece after piece did this until the junkyard was empty. Towering above them was a giant mechanical person. Well, it was sort of a person. The whole body had a vaguely egg shape to it, but it still had two arms and two legs. Its right hand was a giant claw, its left was an array of spinning buzzsaw blades. <laughs> ha 
Now the world will finally respect the name of Humpty Dumpty. Or they will suffer for it. Goldie stood up. A reasonable kid would be scared. A reasonable kid would start crying and begging for mercy. Instead, Goldilocks was angry. Really angry. Sherman? Already ahead of you. Here! Goldilocks put on the interface helmet. As she understood it, it was supposed to jack into Bear directly, but Sherman had attached a small box to the helmet. On the side of the box was an antenna and a blinking green light. Bear! Interface! The helmet's visor lit up with a dozen gauges and meters. A whole menu of options came to life. Standing by. Do you need help, Goldie? The robot, which Goldie was now calling the Eggbot, was not going to wait any longer. It lunged forward with jagged, wobbling steps. Once in range, it leaned forward with its claw, reaching out for Goldie. The claw was knocked far to the side from the powerful strike Bear unleashed at it. His twin green eyes had vanished and merged into a single red eye that darted all around the surface of the Eggbot. Goldie leapt up. Bear scooped her up with the other arm and set her on the saddle. The structural integrity of the robotic amalgamation is severely limited. You mean the egg is easy to crack? Correct. Then let's do it. Don't hold back, Bear. Give it everything you got. The sensation of riding Bear into battle was different than her escape last night. Back then, it felt like she was trying to survive a force of nature. But now, it felt like Bear and her were one. Which made no sense. She knew that. He was a robot, and the interface helmet wasn't some sort of brain link, just a controller. But when she gave Bear the order to attack, she could see the attack clearly in her mind. She pictured how Bear would wind himself back and unleash both motor power and his weight into a single right punch aimed directly at the left hip of the Eggbot. He did it exactly like that. And when he did, Goalie could ride the shifts in momentum easily. Nice hit! Perfect! The Eggbot crumbled instantly under the strike. Pieces of the junkyard parts started raining down, and the Eggbot went to one knee. Sorry, Humpty. I guess I forgot to tell you that I had my own robot. Oopsie, please forgive me. <laughs> you think one hit is enough? A million hits wouldn't be enough. Goldie gasped as she watched the pieces she just smashed rise back up to Eggbot's body. Right before her eyes, the whole thing reformed exactly the way it was before. Aw, oh, you gotta be kidding! Humpty swung down with his buzzsaw hand. Bear reached up with his paw to block it. Sparks flew as the saw chewed away at Bear's armor. Come on, Bear! Let's pummel him! Bear shoved the buzzsaw away and rushed in close. Strike after strike landed on the Eggbot, throwing pieces of scrap in every direction. They finished up the barrage with a final double strike, knocking the whole thing on its back. Stay down, stay down. The Eggbot started reforming itself. Goldie, can you hear me? I rigged up a quick comm system. Sherman, how do I break this thing? The individual pieces you're smashing are just junk. They're not robotic components at all. I'm guessing that there has to be some sort of central device that uses uh, magnets or something to pull the pieces together. It's probably in the center. If you can break that, it'll be over. Goldie watched Eggbot continuing to repair itself. 
She could see where Bear's strikes had done some denting, but nothing that would leave a hole. <sighs> Too bad you don't have claws, Bear. Acknowledged. Engaging claw mode. Goldie looked over to see that both ends of Bear's paws retracted. Shining, sharpened metal claws extended from them. Goldie grinned. Bear, whatever you do, don't stop clawing at it. I have a plan, but don't rush in to catch me or anything. Got it? I will obey so long as you are not in mortal danger. I won't be, even if it looks like it. Trust me, okay? Eggbot reformed and took a swing at Goldie herself with the claw. Bear turned to expose his chest, taking the brunt of the blow. Bear lost some ground and had to take another strike of the buzzsaws to his flank. But when he did, it left Eggbot overextended. Rapid Claw Attack! Goldie always thought it was cool when they yelled their attack names in anime. Bear lunged forward and began to slash at the Eggbot, strike after strike. This time, Goldie could see the metal pieces were being cut into ribbons, making it harder for it to reform. She needed one opening. Just one. She jumped. She slipped through the hole made by Bear's claws and landed inside Humpy's cockpit. He controlled the Eggbot with a large glowing blue cube that had several keyboards attached to it. His goggles were plugged into the cube. When he heard her land, he pulled his goggles to the side. What are you doing in here? You're not allowed! Not allowed! Goldie whipped out her multi-tool. She might not be that good at putting things together, but she was sure good at taking things apart. A few minutes later, Humpty stood on the top of a pile of shredded scrap metal. His controller device was severely dented and punctured, and most of the important wiring was severed. My, my egg bot. Humpty turned furious and glared at Goldie. I'll fix it, and then I'll fix you. You'll see this is not the last you've heard of Humpty Dumpty. Goldie snapped her fingers. Bear picked up what was left of the device and crushed it between both paws. When he was done, it looked like a flattened soda can. Nice doing business with you. Sherman and Goldilocks rode Bear through the woods to head back to town. The seat on Bear's back was made for an adult, so they were able to squeeze onto it together. This interface helmet is incredible! It feels like I'm deeply connected with Bear, like he's an extension of me. That's really strange. Interface helmets don't create a connection, they're just hardware. Maybe it's because Bear's an AI. I wonder if... Goldilocks didn't hear the rest of Sherman's sentence. Instead, the entire helmet suddenly darkened, and the external audio was cut. For a moment, Goldie was surrounded in darkness. She was about to panic about to rip the helmet off her head when a face appeared on the screen. Hey, Christy. It was her dad. If you're seeing this message, it means that you found the robot and you figured out how to use it. I know you're going to have a lot of questions, but unfortunately I don't have any answers for you right now. There's a danger coming, Christy. Soon Wu is part of it, I'm pretty sure, but I don't have proof yet. I... I have to go. You might be mad at me for leaving like this, and I understand, but you need to listen. This robot is programmed to protect you. 
I know you're clever, and I know you can figure out how to use it. Keep your mother safe. Get out of Karen Cove if you can. Don't fight, Christy. What is coming is bigger than all of us. I love you. You might not believe that, but I do. I'll see you soon. Goliobox ripped the helmet off her head. What happened? It... It was my dad. She told him about the message. Tsumwu? A danger? I don't think so. My dad wouldn't do something like that. Would my dad just make something up? I, I don't know. Whatever's going on, I'm not going to run away from it. Goldilocks slipped the helmet back on. Bear, you'll fight by my side, won't you? Of course. You and I are friends. Goldilocks stood on top of her battle robot as they reached the top of a hill. From here, she could see the diner where mom worked, the Sunwoo Systems building, her school, the docks, really the whole town. Her little corner of the world. If she and Bear could keep it safe, then she would keep it safe. Let's do this! Hey everyone, this concludes our interlude special. For those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, the last couple of months have been rough. Uh, but don't worry, everyone is safe and healthy, and we are getting back into the swing of things here at Zill Zero HQ. We will return to regular episodes next time. Thanks for all of your patience, especially you patrons who have stuck by us in thick and thin. Speaking of Twitter, follow us at SillZeroChris, or at SillZeroMatt, that's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O, or my personal account, at IngDaydreams, I-N-G-D-A-Y-D-R-E-A-M-S. And until next time, remember to find things that are just right. <laughs>